Michigan sports. Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and the list goes on. And you love beer. Love beer. Who doesn't? What if we mixed the two together? my sports we'll talk everything michigan sports like only we do and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery grading the beer throughout the episode so pop a cold one on your end and we'll get busy on ours this is the state of my sports and this is episode 155 Today we will have our Hops Flight segment, which will include some Blashell getting fired, some Michigan basketball news, and some motocross. Is that what you wanted, Ryan? Motocross? Su- uh, yeah, Supercross. Supercross? Is yeah, that the same you, thing? You won- no, it's not. No. no. It's very different. Indoors versus outdoors, although Supercross can be outdoor too. But. All right. We'll get into that. Yeah, okay. We're yeah, going to we start with that. that, I think. We should start start with that? Yeah, I'm game. All right. Sounds Whatever. good. Amazing um, athletes. <laughs> we will obviously dig deep. Into the NFL draft and what the Lions did. See their heart um, but we'll also discuss uh, some of the biggest surprises across the NFLs. Uh, also, what happened inside the division is always important to talk about. We're going to draft our NF- NHL playoff teams in our de- betting hero segment. And of course, we will grade some great state of Michigan beer. If you're joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch, please let us know and be part of the conversation. We got the comments up and we will. Read them, I guess. Well, at least we'll try. John's not here, so I'm kind of doing this on the side, but we'll see what we can figure hey, out. You just right? took over it, everything, right? You're the soundboard guy. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're running Basically, the drops. Just, if you can't trust you're anyone, just do it yourself, right? Mike Andy's and I are still just, CEO. I know, I know. We're just going to have a conversation tonight. That's what we're doing. Yeah, I'm Sam it. Waltart. With me, with me today, we got Ryan Waltart and Micah Hello. Smith. Like I said, John is missing, um, but he will be back and better than ever next week at the Hops, hopefully. So. Um, before we jump in, I did want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors to help keep this thing rolling and free for our listeners. The Hops Brewing Company is the official brewery of State of My Sports. Mac Web Design helped us get our website up and running. And BettingHero.com helps us and you get the best promotions available in the sports betting world. So please check out all of our sponsors. And, hey, let them know that you heard about them on our podcast. That's great. So, um, Anyways, let's get right into actually this. This is doing the thing again, right? I got to lower the desktop volume. I bet you nobody can even hear me talking, right? I don't know how that works. I don't know either. I think you just lowered my volume. Did I? No, you're fine. Uh, <laughs> we're figuring it out as we go. Man, John does not get paid enough to do this. I'll tell you that right now. Anyways, let's get right into our, our uh, flight segment for the week. Uh, obviously, we, we got a lot going on with the draft. We don't want to take up a lot of time, um, but the main segments will be the draft. There's... There's a lot of good stuff that happened, a lot of yeah, interesting we'll t- stuff. Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. It's going to be fun, but let's real quick get through our, our flight segment. So, yeah. Ryan, you wanted to start talking about... Supercross. Supercross. Yeah, which is uh, dirt bike racing. Um, yeah, it, it's not quite over. There's actually one more week left, I believe, but uh, Eli Tomac, he's kind of a legend uh, um, that's still riding in the sport, but Eli Tomac just won his second Supercross championship, so... You know, shout out to him. Uh, hats off. He he's overcome quite a bit, and he actually just changed from Kawasaki over to Yamaha this last year. So regime change way faster. Actually, yeah, they've got like 
big time torque. Yeah, who, who I was kind of making a joke. No, no, who? they have they have a lot of power in those engines, and he's he's one to to harness that power because he's a he's a beast. He's strong. He's who's the big name like before that that just absolutely dominated? I mean, Ricky Carmichael. Ricky Carmichael, yeah, and no. then after him, it was James Stewart. Stewart, that's when I was and thinking. Chad Reed. Yeah. Those three were kind of all in the same okay. era. Uh, after him, Ryan Villapoto won three straight. Um, there were yeah, Ryan Dungey was in there too. Well, he was a biker originally, right? Like mo- a pedal bike. Who? Which one? Ryan, Ryan Dungey. Um, I feel I like, like during yeah. the X Games. Remember? Did you guys like the X Games? X Games. Oh yeah, up? everybody. Like, wasn't he like a, a bike trick dude? <clears throat> I swear he was. There was a Dungey. Was yeah, there? I, I there had to have been because it yeah it sounds, sounds familiar. familiar. Yeah, I, I know Ryan Dungey from motorcross and okay. supercross. So I don't gotcha. know. Yeah, but but Eli Tomac, he's he's won. He's actually tied with Chad Reed for like fourth all time in wins in Supercross history. Wow! And so he's won like seven times this this year, and he just wrapped up his championship. So hats off to cool. him. Yeah, yeah. I I well, love. How it. do you watch that? Do you like watch it live somewhere, or or is it all like I have like Peacock. After effect? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's on Peacock. If you go to sports, uh, they have a whole moto motor 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 sports section sports section. Or yeah, exactly. And it, are they live races, or do you watch them like kind of after the fact? Uh, either one, yeah. if I can on a Saturday night, I, I'll watch it. But typically, I don't have, I yeah, don't like, don't I don't know. like prioritize it. So then yeah. I'll just watch it randomly yeah, after the fact. Isn't Peacock five six bucks? Yeah, I think, like four, I think it's yeah. four ninety nine. Like, that is the best, like five bucks. Oh well, yeah, I I I watch Peacock. You have Peacock, more than right? Anything. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the office Yellowstone is yeah. on there. Um, but the, yeah, the office, uh, that's the only one that I think you can stream the office. Is Seinfeld through. on there too or no? I don't think so. No. That's still Netflix? I thought it was Hulu. We started watching Yellowstone. Ooh, did you? Yeah. Oh, what do you think? It, how it's far, pretty cool. How far are you? I think we're second episode. I didn't know the first oh. episode was two hours. Oh, Gosh, the first dude. episode's like a three hour movie. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's it like is. a Star it Wars movie. So good. No, and I, once you get past that first scene when he, spoiler alert. Shoots a horse in the head. That was a little like <laughs> a little dark that, to start, <laughs> but you don't know what the heck's going I'm on. Like, oh, just killed that horse. All right. So what's what's the daughter's name in that one? Um, Bethany, I think. Yeah, Beth. Beth. Yeah. So Beth drove me crazy the first episode. I was like, she's overacting. She's not very good. Yeah. And then now she's like one one of my favorite parts of the whole show. Yeah. Like, yeah. I kind of want to rewatch it before the next season. So like we were talking actually about it on Saturday. And Jill was like, rewatch it because you catch stuff that you missed the first time through. Yeah. I was like, all right. I'm she she rewatched the whole thing when I was catching up. So. Yeah. No, that's good. No. That's a good joke. But, all right, motocross. Yeah. I'll or, just say. Sorry, not motocross. Supercross. Yeah, supercross. I'll just say, uh, you know, this this has been a weird year. A lot of injuries, like every year. But um, guys like Chase Sexton, the young guys coming up, he's he's a guy I kind of root for on a regular basis. Um, but then, like, some of the old guys who have been there for forever, Jason Anderson and, and – um, uh, man, I'm blanking on other names. But anyways, Eli Tomac kind of overcame both of them. The guys have been there, former champions, and then also the new up-and-coming racers. Yeah. Pretty cool. It'd be cool if Peacock did like a formula, like a drive-to-survive type system for If they were Supercross. competing documentaries. Yeah. On, oh, for Supercross? That'd yeah. Be like that would That would probably help a lot of people get into it. Oh, yeah. Like I've gotten so much more into F1 just because of that. Yeah. And I feel like if I could dig into and start getting to know the people, the stories behind the story, like or the race and stuff, like what it took just <clears> to get that bike out there in time. You know what I mean? Like oh, that, yeah, yeah, for That sure. kind of stuff would be really or fun. the injuries they make, go through. It would yeah. make people a lot more interested, 100%. Yeah. I, what, what I love about it is like you can have a race where there's six minutes left and it's like the most nerve-wracking six minutes because they could mess up at any time, like yeah. your guy who's in first. And then 
as you're watching, you can like they're like a two and a half second gap, and then the next lap it's like two point four, and then the next one it's like two point one. It's like oh my gosh, you're just like watching times, and then <laughs> it, nothing looks different, but the the gap is shrinking, and you just know he's going to get caught in the end, but you just don't know how it's going to play out. It's it's yeah. a lot of fun to watch. I'm sure it is. I, I've I've never gotten into it, but I I don't know. Maybe I could someday. Maybe we'll watch a yeah, race together. Yeah, I'll help you get there one day. And if you can gamble on it and watch it live, I'd probably be in. Yeah, they do like fantasy do Supercross stuff too, yeah. yeah. Um, Michael, what was your uh, topic for the day? Uh, NIL. Ooh. Know, NIL making some more news, making some waves. So, honestly, how long do you think it would take for NIL to kind of start getting a little dirty? The I time mean, is gone. <laughs> well, like to 1992. <laughs> right. Okay. So um, Xavier Worthy, um, a highly touted All-American wide receiver who – Amazing. Amazing. Good speed, good hands, good measurables. But he plays for Texas right now. And according to multiple sources, um, he was apparently offered a six-figure – dime from another power five program to hit that transfer portal and attend their program so did we he don't know who it is he's still uh he, i'm, committed, I'm so committed to texas we'll see about that it's a really weird i think nil is so messed up in my opinion and and, and it's just it's the wild wild west and i think 100 i'm not saying that the players shouldn't get paid but it's literally called name image likeness and you have i think it was at tennessee it's like oh yep come play offensive line you get this automatic nil deal yeah. it's like wait that has nothing to do with the person's name image or likeness that's right. because he's playing offensive line for tennessee so it's tennessee that's giving him offering salaries yeah basically yep in look not basically like literal, literal yeah. like they were they were naming their dollar amount that's insane and, and it's just not what the what, what, it's what not it was, what it was derived to be. It's not, it was, it's not what it was created for at all. It was created for Johnny Manziel's of the world to make money on his signature. Yeah, And go exactly. out and get deals and, and be able to make money outside of football. They're making f- money inside of football, in basketball, and all that stuff. And I think we're seeing that in, in basketball, too. No, don't get me wrong. I think Michigan could truly benefit on something like this. But they seem to be... Dragging their feet. Now, I don't know why. Are they trying <laughs> yeah. to be clean? Probably not. I don't think there's morals in, in the football program at Michigan that other schools don't have. I just think it's they're, – they're, they're just not taking the step forward. And, and Dickinson actually came out call, calling out Michigan for it. I don't know if you guys saw what Dickinson said, so that was kind of a side thing that we were going to talk about. Was Dickinson's yeah. coming back to play for Michigan this year yep. for his junior year. But, like, he just flat out called out the, basically the Michigan and be like – you guys got to figure this out because you guys have so much opportunity here. Talking as like a Michigan, like will he want to be the best? Well, you guys got to step it up because this is ridiculous that yeah. we aren't dominating the NIL, right? right. Let He's, alone falling behind. Yeah, he he actually called out in a sense. I mean, backing Juwan and backing Jim for their teams and for their efforts. Like Hunter Dickinson sees what's going on. He's heard what's going on, and he actually feels awful for the coaches because their their hands are tied because the university is not helping pave the way with the nil deals for all these players and both the programs are getting held back and they're hurting mm-hmm. there there's recent stories of possible transfers coming in whether it's 
a problem with the admissions at Michigan or the NIL deals at Michigan that are non-existent seemingly, it's not helping. It's not helping build the program to compete with other programs that, like you said, it is the Wild West. Mm -hmm. And it's just not helping. No, I I, I agree completely. Don't even know where to go with it. Well, the opportunity. Like, Michigan has the brand. They have the name recognition. They have everything going for them. They have coaches that people want to play for. Right. So step up your game and just seal the deal. And it's not just Michigan. It's Michigan State, too. They have an opportunity to take advantage of this. But then all of their boosters are now paying their coach a crap ton of money and aren't going to be helping build your NIL deal. They might continue to build NIL. You know what I mean? Like, that's one thing that I think they did wrong with Mel Tucker's deal. No, the school should be paying the coach. And let your boosters pay the people that don't need to be exactly the, like the guys that can make you a little better and like be attractive. You know what I mean? Your coach is one thing. That's what the school should be paying for. And then use your booster money to put it all on facilities and things that attract and NIL, things that attract, you know, teenage boys, you know, and, and athletes, <laughs> women too. That sounded really <laughs> gross. That sounded that awful. Sounded that really oh, man, I wish we could snip that and <laughs> keep it. Jeez. Future use. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Let's attract some te- it's teenage boys. <laughs> Come this. on over, everybody. <laughs> Water's warm in the hot tub. <laughs> this is going to get ugly as time goes on. This will not be the last time we talk about this stuff. No, it, I think this is just the tip of the iceberg here. It's going to be happening. <laughs> Way to follow keep, that up, bud. I'm going here. All right, so we're going to move on to some Red Wings talk. Um, for the people that didn't hear, um, Blaschel will not get his contract renewed. I don't know why I looked at my papers. That literally just says not renewed, so I'm just going to move on. Why but, would I they mean, not renew this Yeah, guy? I mean, but, all right. So I think you got to look at this a couple different ways, and I'm not going to talk about Larkin, okay? This isn't another Larkin thing. So you just brought Blake, it up. Blake that called me out at the watch party, which real quick, huge shout-out to, to the people that showed up for our watch party. Thank you, yeah. guys. Um, thank you to everybody that brought friends and, and all that good stuff, and then huge shout-out to the Hops. Um, yeah, I thought they did great. a great job. I, I thought the the service was good. She didn't seem to fall behind, at least that I could see. Um, I hope that everybody else felt the same way. But the beer was great. Beer turned out great. The double hutch, double so hutch was great. If you guys haven't gone out to the hops and tried that one yet, please do that. Dan in the kitchen and a staff in the kitchen crushing it that they're, night. They're doing awesome. Great, great stuff. Shout out to the hops and all of the people that came out. So thank you guys for that. Um, Except for Blake, who called me out on my Larkin take. I, I, who was the, uh, sorry, who's the previous or the uh, the other um, Red Wing that called you out? I guess. Uh, did Darren former? McCarty. Darren McCarty. That's yeah. what they say. Somebody said that. But well, they, I guess <laughs> Darren McCarty was right though, right? He he put you. No, in the place. it has nothing to do with it. it has no, nothing. Darren McCarty called you out, and you he was right. You were wrong, right? No, that's, that's the no. moral of the story. I did not say keep Blashel and get he's, rid of Larkin. I said, said Larkin is. No, I said Larkin <laughs> is just as much of the problem. That's what I said. What? That's six times. He's mentioned Larkin six right. times now. <laughs> no <laughs> more. Love it. No I love more. It. No more mentioning that guy. Let's get a little like name count in the corner down there. Anyways, Blashill is done, and I think it, the writing was on the wall. It was obviously there was no way you could renew his contract for the way it happened, and, it, and it's kind of a Jekyll and Hyde season because, I mean, the way it all started, the 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 scuttlebutt around the NHL was. How is Blashell doing this? What a great job Blashell's doing. The fact that the Red Wings are yeah, first half of the season. Like are part of this conversation with this roster was huge praise to him. And now it fell off. It was obviously and, and you can't I mean, everything was bad. It was really bad. 
Um, so you can't bring back a coach when, when that type of thing happens. And it, it was time. And it's time for Eiserman to find the right guy. Who that is, I don't know. I have a couple names in mind that I think we'll get into more during our, our uh, season recap for the Red Wings next week. But we wanted to bring up Blaschel nice. and what, what happened um, and, and getting and getting uh, the can. Uh, it's just it, it's a it's an exciting time. It is for the Red Wings because I feel like it's a huge step in this organization. Now, you know, what does Eisman want? All the characteristics and just a new voice. Like it's it seems like going to be a step in the right direction. It might not help. Like, I don't blame Blaschel for how bad we are because this is a terrible roster, and it was terrible from really the start to finish. Nobody could have won with this team. I'm not saying Blaschel was the reason, but the writing's on the wall, and it was he was doing nothing to help. I'm excited to talk about the, the season recap for the Red Wings because you we, I guess we as a, as a podcast, but mostly you have been bringing up how, like, it – there's no point in firing Blaschel up until this point. You mm-hmm. only you only get rid of a coach if the timing is right to bring in the guy who's going to bring you on to be a winner. Yep. And so this to me just signals that now Eisenman's saying, okay, we're ready. We're ready to now start building up from from here. Like yep. now the arrow needs to go up. We need to build, and we need a coach that can bring us to the next level. Yep, that's exactly right. And and I'm really excited to talk more about it um, next week. Yeah. So. We don't need names, but do you think – I mean, this isn't a bridge coach situation, right? This is the guy? No, I, I honestly, I think it could be a bridge coach. Really? I do. Okay. Um, right. I don't necessarily think that it needs to be, you know, the next uh, – was it Dan Cooper? Is that his name um, for, for the Lightning? John Does it Cooper. Need Jack, John Cooper? John Thank Cooper. you. Um, it doesn't have to be that, but it's just we need to find the guy that can bring the identity to the team, the new identity to the team. Um, because our, our captain sure as hell isn't going to do it. So, What's his name? <laughs> Drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. <laughs> You're listening to State of My Sports. What are we drinking today, boys? Tell us. Bring. <laughs> bring. Spring season. Saison. 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 We, we should went, really learn this we word. Went, we went through this at the beginning of the podcast or beforehand, right? Session? Sajan? Yeah. Sajan? Sleesian. Sleesian. <laughs> Spring Supercross. <laughs> uh, so anyways, it's from Brewery Vivant, which Super is web, in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. I, they have completely done a 180 with their beer. I used to not like Brewery Vivant, and uh, every single one of their beers that I drink I'm. I absolutely love. I, I like feel like em. they've kind of changed their. This is the way we're going to do it because this is the way we like it, and they're are kind of going more after the what fans like, and like brew brew fan brew 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 beer drinkers. Whoa! Yep. <laughs> we need <laughs> a ticket for that. I have to clip that one. Too. I just had a stroke. <laughs> I think. Um, what beer drinkers want, you know, um, what their clientele. Is want wanting is want. Can you guys talk? Like I feel like you guys are just sitting here watching me go through this oh, and not man, telling. This is rough. It's entertaining. So it's think? rough, but it's so good. All right. So what is what? What do we got here, Ryan? You you just introduced it. It's a Slijan. Yeah, spring saison. <laughs> it is brewed with boysenberry, lemon, and lavender. Hashtag beer the change. It says. I don't know what that means, but I'm sure it's be the change. Beer oh, the change. got it. All right. Uh, Five point three percent alcohol by volume. And yeah, I mean it's from Independent Craft Brewers Association. Well, Brewery Vivant does a lot of uh, um, what kind Belgian of Belgian heavy. Yeah, Belgian. Yeah. So 
I agree with you. They're going maybe a little bit more on the popular side where they can have options for people that don't necessarily just want Belgian only type of beer. So yeah, I, I like it. I like the, the maybe small change. I would say it's small change because they're still staying true to the root. Yeah. What do you think so far, Micah? It's <laughs> a great taste in beer. It really is. It's, I like it's how light a, it is. I really do. It's a it's a easy to drink beer. Once again, we do a lot of easy to drink beers. I also do some hard to drink beers. <laughs> yeah, we we don't really do that. Do <laughs> See you last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, last and some impossible holy, to drink beers. <laughs> holy smokes! <laughs> Not readable. Hurting last week. Really bad beers. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a good no, one. No, it's great so far. A lot of flavor, right? Yeah, it, it really does. If it's craft beer in Michigan sports, we may not be the authority, but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. This is State of My Sports. In trickling in for uh, beer, she Carrie um, on the Facebook is drinking Splurge by Shorts. Splurge. I don't think I've ever seen that one. What is Splurge? What is that, Carrie? What is Splurge beer? Do you know what that one is? Splurge, splurge? Yeah. Huh? That's what she's saying. Splurge by shorts. By shorts. Oh, okay. I'm very, oh. very interested to know what that is. Sounds good. Splurge. She go, shorts. She goes shopping what? after you left? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, I have no idea. <laughs> um, Before we move on. Oh, shoot. I forgot to do this. Before we move on to our Lions topic, um, I want to remind everyone that the Hops Brewing Company Cafe is serving incredible food and pouring some of the best craft beer in West Michigan. Chef Dan's revamped food menu and head brewer Ben's rotating taps, wine, and ciders make the hops perfect for whatever you have going on from dinner with the family, late night drinks with friends, and everything in between. The Ben and Dan duo are putting a ton of their time and energy at making the hops a staple in the West Michigan restaurant community that we highly recommend to our friends and listeners. They have Taco Tuesdays, Stein Night Wednesdays, Thursdays, they have any burger and beer for 15 bucks, along with some incredible, unbelievable specials on Fridays and Saturdays. We highly recommend following them on Instagram and Facebook, where they share their weekly specials and some incredible food and beer pictures that will make your mouth water. The Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports, and if you mention State of My Sports, you'll get a nice little discount off your first beer. And that's when we were supposed to get into our beer introductions. Yeah. I just have to say it. I would. I will oh, say I that it. might be the best that you've completed that read in like I don't know seven years. Crushed it, baby. <laughs> Maybe 155 <laughs> that be, episodes. That might be the nicest thing you've said to me in about yeah. 155 episodes. Well, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> I take it all back. So splurge <laughs> is. Uh, you just finished up. You should see the bottles. It's so funny, and it's a double IPA. Very nice. Very nice. Definitely gonna have to try that one. Sounds I do like heavy. We're, I we're, like we're about light beer right now. Anyways, let's talk about the NFL draft. What's up? Are we into the main topic here already? The main topic. Look at us go. Yeah, we're flying. John's the it. problem, not us. John is the problem. <laughs> I agree with that. I yeah. like that. Let's let's use that hashtag. Screw John's the problem. John. <laughs> <laughs> is that how they work? You I just so. say the hashtag and then it, it happens. Yeah, I've never done a hashtag. <laughs> I've tried. And I've never I said keep, a hashtag. I forget to. Oh, that's a cool little bottle looking. Salt so Bay. Splurge. Show the, show the camera. Oh, yeah. Is that Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Doesn't it look like him? Kind of. Can you see Cash it? out 140. No? I don't think so. No, probably not. No, it's Salt Bay. All right. I got a question for you guys. Sure. So we got 
a decent me and my my coworkers, we got a little bit of money riding on the Minnesota Twins minus one and a half. Okay. They are up five to two. Okay. Do we let it ride or do we cash out? It is in the middle of the let me pull up the inning here. It's heading into the bottom of the sixth. So, so there's against. one out one out in the bottom of the sixth against the Baltimore Orioles. Let it ride. Let it ride? I think so too. Heck yeah. So we could we could pretty much we could make fifty more bucks if we let it ride. Yeah, let it ride. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, Orioles are are garbage. I agree. That's why I love this bet. Yeah. All right, we're letting it ride. I hope. Yeah, I mean, they they might cash it out. You they can figure it out. Hopefully, you guys are watching, which I'm sure you're not. Because hopefully, you're watching the Twins dominate. And hopefully, Korea gets a home run. That'd be really good for me too. So. Well, you got to apologize to John for putting the blame on him for taking so long on the podcast. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just talked to the side track. I feel yeah. like I had time. I earned that time by pushing everything else well, through. Well, yeah, not really. No? All right, let's nope. keep moving. The <laughs> Detroit Lions time draft from our families. That's is in. <laughs> All right. Here we go. So people that were not watching live, when Trayvon Walker, it was pretty obvious it was going to happen heading into the draft, but then Aiden Hutchinson sitting there. You had Thibodeau sitting there. Look. Okay, okay. Let, let's not undersell yeah, the obvious first overall pick. All the reports were saying Trayvon Walker would go first overall. I think we were kind of expecting it, but at the same time, it almost felt too good to be true for Aiden Hutchinson to be there at number two. So in my mind, the way I was feeling without knowing for sure was still a lot of anxiety thinking, what if? What if Hutchinson's off the board? Where do we go next? And, And so for me, that was like my ultimate fear kind of was like trying to decide between Trayvon Walker or maybe Kayvon Thibodeau, or maybe some other guy that you know we're not considering at the time, different position even altogether. Yeah, yep. I don't know. There's a lot of questions. So it it wasn't it wasn't a guarantee. It that felt we gonna, like it, it now. Fe- yeah. Yep. No, you're, you're like exactly right. It, it was a. It felt too good to be true because that was who we wanted heading into that Packers game against you know week 17 or yeah. 18, 17, week 18, 18. Um, and the Lions won and the Jags. One and we sat at two instead of one. Jackson and it was like then we, we won. We felt like we could have. We felt like we lost Aiden Hutchinson on that. And obviously, you guys know my stance on Aiden Hutchinson is it was the right pick. It was the easy pick. And, and just because it was safe was kind of my my hesitation. Is I would have been okay with taking a chance on potentially a higher upside guy. You guys know all my feelings on that. But now that it's here, not when it was there, I was like, "Yep, I'm in. Let's get Aiden. It's the right pick." I don't think there's any question that it was the right pick. And just the fact of just what he is on the field, off the field, fits what this team needs. I don't like the hometown guy argument. I don't think that has anything to do with this pick. I think it was all about we like his attitude, we like his production, we're taking him, and look what they did. They got in trouble for how quickly they made that pick. They said they pulled the plug on their phones and said, nope, we're taking Aiden Hutchinson. I love that type of excitement. Because we saw that with Sewell as well, and that's exactly what we wanted, and that's exactly what we got. I, I love it. it, but I disagree with you. I think hometown kid makes a difference because think about what Brad Holmes and, and Dan Campbell are trying to do with this city. They they want their football to reflect the attitude and the hard-working type of mentality of the city. Mm-hmm. right? They want their, their team to be a reflection of where they are. That's what they're trying to bring as part of this rebuild, 
And Aiden Hutchinson is a hometown guy that has that type of hardworking, going-to-work type of feel to him and locker room presence and character, high character and everything. He's exactly what they're looking for. Not only that, but but the the production and the, the athlete and just the football player is also there to, to match it. What's funny is I think it's actually bigger than that. I think it's home state. Home st- I mean, he represented a lot of what Michigan fans in general have been lacking for the last 10 to 15 years was beating Ohio State. Then he gets to stay home to the hometown, home state team. That's a that's a big deal. If he's he, he's going to possibly be the face of the Detroit Lions for years to come. Yeah, and and if he can do what he did, got Michigan off the the Schneid, you know, with the Big Tens, got Harbaugh, like beating, like you said, beating Ohio State, winning the Big Ten, going to the playoff. He willed it. He did that. He was on that team. If he can do that in Detroit, boom, like his stock will just like. The love that this state has, I and mean, I know you're going to have the state fans that don't really like them, and that's fine. Like, hopefully they can put that behind them here so. soon. Yep. I hope I, I I personally would. After he's a lion, I'm in. He's going to be a legend in the state if this if the Lions even win a suit a playoff game. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, yes. like that's all it's going to take if and him be part of it and see ya. It's going to be even bigger than what we saw for Michigan fans. Yeah. It's going to be ten times bigger. For Lions fans, when he wills this team to a playoff win, than it was for Michigan doing what they did this year. I feel like that's the first time you like genuinely smiled about Aiden Hutchinson. Being <laughs> I know, mentioned. I know. We got him all pumped up about <laughs> the pick. Like he did. I, I, Look, well, not only that, but let's think about from from a, a projection point of view too, because at, I, every single mock draft that I've seen, every single pundit that I've seen has had this guy in their top two to three prospect mm-hmm. list. Like you don't see him drop below three. So the other important factor here is all the intangibles that we talked about that can get the team excited, not only was that included, but but Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell didn't overthink the pick, and they just said, nope, we're getting the, our guy. We're not going to go reach for a cornerback. We're not going to go reach for, you know, maybe – Smartest man in the room type of mentality, yep, yeah. but we're also ju- we're going to get the best prospect. Yep. Not only that, but couple all the things that we've just covered. I, yeah. I love it. I mean, can't go wrong. Aiden Hutchinson second overall. It's a it's a dream pick for us. Yep. Let's keep it moving here and get to what what happened there later on in the the first round. So, um, it kind of everything was falling through. We don't need to get into too much of it. We'll get kind of more in depth of what happened in the draft um, later. But the the wide receivers start going off the board. Um, London went off the board. Drake London, first wide receiver. Yeah, first yeah. wide receiver off the board. Uh, Olave then went right. Uh, or was no. it was it uh, Jets took Wilson uh, Wilson Garrett and then, Wilson and then Olave and then Saints traded up for Chris Olave. Yeah, which that's in in, in for people that haven't heard the Dan Campbell like talking about it, like they started panicking a little bit. Yeah. So from what I heard was so. Obviously, we all know what happened. Lions traded up to 12, take Jameson Williams. That was their guy. Um, but, like, I guess this trade was kind of in place over the last few days. Like, heading into the draft was, hey, Vikings. Like, talking to the Vikings in this scenario is like, if our guy's there and your guy, you guys think you can trade back and still get your guy, can we make this deal happen? And it was, like, kind of built in and kind of happening, like, and then – once Jamison Williams and the other wide receivers went off the ground or off the thing. And that's one thing that I find interesting is like, was there three wide receivers that they're like, all right, if they continue to fall, that's when we go. And when there's one left, like that's how I do my drafts. Like I got three guys, 
Let them go, go, go. All right, one left, trade up. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of the way my brain works. It seems like they circled wide receiver. When they started seeing them tick away, it was, all right, we have to make this trade. Otherwise, Packers. Otherwise, um, you know, other competition will trade up and get this guy. Well, And they had it in place before the draft, made it happen. Did you did you hear Brad Holmes' comments after uh, day one of the draft, though? Because mm-hmm. he had a press conference, and he was talking about this pick, and, and he was asked about the trade-up, and they said, well, anytime that we can get an impact player, and he goes, well, hold on, not just any player and not just for a wide receiver. We traded up for Jamison because yeah. he was there and that, that trade was available. Okay. So – in their mind, and, and this is what we need to understand moving forward with this regime, is they don't, they're not circling position of need. Yeah. They look at the player individually and they say, this character, this man, this person needs to fit within our system, needs to fit yep. within our locker room. And so they, they did not circle wide receiver to go trade up for a wide receiver. They're not, they're not like scattering their big board and saying, one of these wide receivers, we just have to be one of them. No, they're yeah. they're circling Jameson Williams and saying, we traded up for Jameson. He's the guy that we're trying to go get. Okay. So it, uh, to me, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. It's not like it was one of four. It yeah. was panicking because their guy might have been gone. Yeah. And probably a potential trade up too, right? Like, yeah. like yeah. that's what people worried about. I think the Eagles were right behind them, uh, the the Vikings. So it was like trying to get that guy before he's gone. And, and, Look, I didn't hear that. I'm glad you shared it. Like they went out and got their guy. I love that. That look, we're we we sit and watch these mock drafts. We dig into some tape and highlights. It, what they do is is hands down way more than we will ever dream about doing. You know what I mean? And we got to trust them. And and I know that's the the slappy take and stuff. But when you went out and got arguably the best wide receiver in the draft, when healthy, if healthy, all those type of things. Maybe two top five guys talent wise in this draft. Yeah, like that's what we gotta love, and I, I think we gotta talk about the player. And then we'll get into what they gave up, or let's just talk about what they gave up first. Does that work? I'm trying yeah, to think sure. of the right. All right, let's talk about what they gave up. So the Lions traded pick number 32, 34, and sixty six to Minnesota for pick twelve and forty six. So obviously, it's you're giving up a decent amount. But from the draft chart that people talk about, lines made out, I think, plus 300 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it wasn't even which close. Which it was, yeah. I mean, what you would call a steal. Now, Vikings, for for the way that their draft landed, they should be pretty darn happy. It's not getting screwed over by the Lions in a trade. It was they got what they needed, they got what they wanted, and they added more quantity rather than quality sure, in that yeah, situation. Yeah. So I don't think it was like, Look at us, Red or Lions. We did this, and you did that. It's not that. It was a win for both teams in a lot of ways, um, but it's also questionable when you're in the middle of a rebuild. I know what, we love the talent, we love what he got, but the way my brain works, this was a quanti- quantity type draft. It felt like you can get the quantity over the quality. They went the opposite way. Now, I'm not saying that they're right or they're wrong. I think they went their way. And they're the ones getting paid to do it. They're the ones that kind of started that clock now by being aggressive. This is your first mark. You know what I mean? Like the Penny Sewell, that's an easy pick, if you will. Aiden Hutchinson, that's an easy pick. This is the one that's like, all right, this is going to be on your resume now. You know what I mean? And I love that. I love when that kind of thing happens. And you love how, again, they went to get their guy. Like they, they have enough conviction and enough 
balls to pull it off, to go mm-hmm. and be aggressive, to, to make something happen. So they didn't just look and say, quantity, we have this many, we can fill this many holes. They don't look at their team as a team of holes that need to be filled, Yeah, which is kind of a funny way of putting it, I guess. But if they, they look at their team and say, how do we make our team better? Well, we'd make our team better and use the draft capital that we have available to us to go get this named player who we fell in love with that we want on our team and we think represents the city. Mm-hmm. I, I love the perspective. It's so different from previous coaches and, and GMs. It's not even close. I just, I, I'm so, and not just because I have Jamison Williams ranked number one easily by far as my, in my wide receiver group. To me, he was a no brainer. Number one overall mm-hmm. out, out of my wide receivers. And so I'm really, really happy that we got our my number one edge rusher and number one wide receiver. But not only that, I just think that the conviction that they have to have these guys circled and say, we will use the draft capital we have available to make sure we don't miss on this player yep. on our team Yep. because he's an impact player. Yep, really, really exciting. So let's talk a little bit about James Williams and what we like about him. I know we talked about it um, during your, your – uh, rankings and stuff but i think we got to dig into it um i wrote a little things a couple things down here i said arguably the best wide receiver in the draft and before the injury it was a top five prospect in this draft um he and, and it'll come he'll eventually become the focal point of this offense he is very very important and making amon ross st brown the number two or number three that he needs to be josh reynolds let him be what he's supposed to be in 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 a roster like you now have your number one and there's no question about it and that's that's the key. And what he does well, from what I'm hearing, is unbelievable fast, un- unbelievably fast. He hit some of the fastest speeds in, in college football history, I think, from what <laughs> they're saying. A lot of times too. And, yeah. And it's just it's it's awesome. They filled the need. They got who they wanted. Um, so a couple, I did have a quote here, and I'll let you kind of take over, Ryan. Uh, they were talking to Jameson Williams about like, all right, you didn't run the forty, but what would you have done? He said it would have been the fast, or it would have been faster than the fastest forty ran. Um, and then they said, uh, I would have run the fastest 40, the fastest time this year or ever. And he said, ever. And honestly, there's a really good chance he would have. I kind of believe him. I do too. Now, like, I think it, a lot of it plays into, all right, you, how good of a start did he get in like tenths of a second? You, sure. you might not have, but he has the ability to be that fast and he's still a good route runner. Ryan, I, I text you the next day after watching some of the highlights and I was like, does this guy ever not open? Yeah. And, I mean, take it from there. That's basically what you said during our, our recap, but kind of get into it now. Well, yeah, and, and we knew about the speed. Uh, we, But then your first question is always, for me, it was going back to there had to have been a, a reason he didn't play behind Chris Olave and, and Garrett Wilson in that yeah. offense uh, at Ohio State, and he transferred to Alabama for a reason. But even watching the Ohio State highlights, he was – always open so so it had to be something where he didn't mesh or they just liked the other guys better it doesn't matter at this yeah. point what he showed I, on the field i heard he just really hates ohio state he probably yeah. he just really loves the state of michigan a lot more exactly that was probably the That's, reason th- i heard that yeah, yeah. no but i <laughs> what what was important what impressed me more than anything is how this guy runs his routes he has an insane stop and start ability mm. and, and just an elusiveness that makes cornerbacks and safeties both never know what he's going to do next. Yeah. So not only was I impressed with his ability to go downfield and just win on some insanely long touchdowns to, to have a, an average of like over 18 or 19 yards per reception, 
but also like the the simple 10 yard in routes mm-hmm. or the across the middle routes i was really impressed with his ability to always number one catch the ball but then but then have some physical play behind him and some of these guys like he's listed as like 179 pounds i think it is mm-hmm. um his playing weight was somewhere closer to 190 at least reports are saying that that's good to hear yeah so it's um, not it's yeah. not like he's this skinny rail thin guy like Devontae Smith, Smith maybe from the year yeah. before. Yeah. yeah. But he has just as much speed, if not more, maybe a little better route runner. Yeah, and, and I think route running, well, probably comparable because yeah. I think Devontae Smith was an elite route runner, and I think Chris Olave is an elite route runner. Mm. I think Jameson Williams is equal to or better route runner than Chris Olave in this draft. So I there's no weakness in, from my point of view. And he might not be a number one. Well, even look at his sides, like Almost six one and a half. Most people would say six two. Yeah, but that's a that's a good size yeah, wide it's, receiver it's too. Not small. Yeah. yeah, but he might not have a typical build of what you would expect from maybe let's just say a quote unquote number one wide receiver in the NFL. That's kind of the old style right now. Well, and, and but if you pair him with our within our receiving corps, I mean he's the weapon. He's the guy now the defense is centered on say. Don't let him beat you. Mm-hmm. That opens up every, and you kind of alluded to it. That opens up every other wide receiver on this team to do what they do best. Hawkinson as R- well. Hawkinson over the middle. <laughs> uh, Swift out of the backfield. Exactly. It opens up the field. I think quickly. he has an he has a rare elite trait, which is speed in route running, mm-hmm. multiple traits. So do not miss on a guy like this. And I I I. Kind of, I find it kind of funny that it was the fourth wide receiver taken off the board, and we're just getting a guy who has more elite traits than any of the others. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. Um, so like the, the the hindsight, I think when when we're talking quantity over quality or, or whatever you want to say, now you wonder, you sit and look at 32, 34, and I know it's it's harder, it's deeper than that, but you look at who the Vikings took at thirty two, Lewis Seen. Would have fit really nicely in this in this defense, I think. Filled a, a need. And then eventually the Packers traded up to 34 and took Christian Watson. Now, do you take Jamison Williams over those two? I think it is a fair argument to say take the two over the one any day. But it's also, you don't have to. You know, like, you went out and got the guy you wanted, like we talked about. And, and it doesn't have to be the two versus one anymore. It can just be you got who you wanted. Now next year can be you get the qu- the quantity over the quality. You know what I mean? Like there's multiple ways to build an organization, and it's not always about quantity because you can fill quantity elsewhere too. Especially when you have a crap ton of money to still spend this year, you have potentially forty more million coming off the books next year. You can add high end talent that way too. Yeah, guaranteed we, high end. We kind of have quantity with our one year deals and, yeah. and just kind of the the signings that we've done recently. We again we made it so we there is no position where we absolutely needed to draft a position in the draft. There were definitely, you know, like edge. Yeah, we need impact edge players, but we had enough to get by. So it's mm-hmm. not like so at this point, I think, and this is the most important thing for me in drafts is impact players. Yep. And that's exactly many what, impact players what Holmes you can. continues to say is game changers is the yes. word he uses. He brought in two game changers, and I mean it, it just it feels like it feels like a really good move. It really does. Um, and and like I said, this is the first move for this regime to say this is a, a major check, you know, a major win or a loss. You know what I mean? It can it can happen that quick. I love it. 
And that's what a regime Let's needs to do. Let's go find out. Don't just sit around and be safe. This, the Hutchinson pick could be considered safe. This pick was not. Doing what they did was not safe. It was a very, very aggressive move. Um, so then what it did was it pushed the Lions back to 46 instead of the 32-34, where um, they brought they took another edge, Josh Pascal out of Kentucky. A um, little bit about him as a, as a true freshman at Kentucky 2017. Uh, he played in all 13 games with one start, 17 tackles, four and a half for loss, and three and a half sacks. Uh, he was diagnosed with malignant melanoma. In is, is that right? Is malignant. That malignant melanoma in July of 2018. This is actually cool. I, I thought this was worth sharing. I know it's kind of just. No, it, but, it's part of who um, he is. He, went, he underwent uh, multiple surgeries and uh, in a year of immunotherapy. Oh, my gosh. I should let you read this. <laughs> immunotherapy <laughs> treatment on the bottom of his right foot. Uh, while getting treatment during the 2018 season, his, he redshirted playing in three games with one start. He returned to start all 13 games in 2019 with 34 tackles, 9.5 for loss, or 3.5 sacks, two forced fumbles, and 10 of the 11 games played in 2020 with 32 tackles, 6.5 for loss. Um, he was a team captain in both seasons. He finished his career on a high note, um, earning second team All-SEC and academic All-American honors while leading the Wildcats with 15.5 tackles for loss, including 5.5 sacks among his 53 total tackles and 12 starts. The dude was putting up num big numbers in a big-time conference. And that it, it's amazing how, like, Ryan, you were talking off air, how he just kind of slipped under the radar with a lot of, like, edge-rushing rankings and stuff like that. We didn't bring him up at all. Um, but... When this pick happens, I think we got to talk about it two different ways. Let's talk about the player first, then we'll talk about the position and if we like the draft pick in the, in that moment. So, sounds like a pretty athletic guy for the edge, and it's he. From what I'm reading, is is he can play interior and get a lot of good pressure from the inside line just as much as the outside, and that's important when when we have these edge guys already, you know. With the Aquara brothers and and Aiden coming in, Charles Harris, it's like it might not be a true edge, but how else can he impact the game? And it could be one of those inside line type positions. What do you like about this pick? <laughs> I I like again how Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. Uh, this is another one of their guys. They did not want to miss out on him, and this was part of the plan. Like if they, you were to trade up and and go get the wide receiver you want. And you're left with 46. They were hoping to be able to get him, uh, and that, that that's who they were tracking the whole time. So, um, but the player itself, I love the explosiveness. If you compare his combine results from uh, compared to Aiden Hutchinson, Hutch ran a 40-yard dash 4.74. Pascal ran 4.77. So right behind him, vertical jump. Hutch had 36 inches. Pascal was 37 and a half. Some people said 38. That I saw probably just rounding up, but explosive, explosive athlete. Maybe not the straight line runner that you think of, like a, a Trayvon Walker or something, but absolute explosive ability uh, coming from you know coming out of his out of uh, whatever the, the, the crouch, <laughs> uh, broad <laughs> jump, 123 inches compared to Hutch's 117. You didn't do a three cone drill, 20 yard dash or anything, but if you watch the tape, he is a violent man on the defensive line but not only that the other thing that stood out to me is i had a hard time watching his 
tape because every time I tried to watch him, I never knew where he was. Like I couldn't find yeah, him on the he, field. He wasn't in the same spot every he time. He was never in Both the same ends, spot. Interior. He would line up in an outside linebackers every once in a while. I yeah. noticed. Well, and we have we have versatility on this team to a point, but you get a guy that you could line up on the inside in a four three and go get the quarterback, and really has that miss kind of a Devonte Wyatt explosive first step, and then and then this ability to just make people miss on the inside. Yeah, he has that kind of ability lining up from the inside, but also hold his ground and then jump to the outside. He does have he doesn't have amazing bend around the edge or anything like that. But he has an ability to always make the guy miss. Or if he does get blocked, you're not going to block him for long. Yeah. The dude is super strong, super athletic, uh, and an absolute football player. You saw him running guys down yep. from behind. Yeah. Big hits up the middle. Like, I'm, I'm pumped about this. It, it felt like exactly like um, Holmes wants. A game a game changer. Yeah. He can be a game changer. He has the ability to be. And it's, there's, there's no question about it. Um, pretty exciting pick. Now, is it the right position? And and this is probably where I got to, you know, like you kind of already called me out or not really called me out, just called us out in general being like, it's not about holes and filling needs. And I'm sitting here position guy. We've been better off taking a safety or something else. Does that make, does that make you question it? Or did you question it before you went and looked at him and be like, sold on it? You know what I mean? I had heard some things about him after the fact, like after I did the, the, the edge rankings. Yeah. I had heard his name and said, Oh man, I wish I would have kind of looked into that. Yeah. Um, and then when they picked him, then admittedly I had a very lethargic reaction and said, okay, now I got to look into him. So I didn't want to make an immediate judgment. And that, that really was like, I consciously made that decision. Yeah. But looking into him, I, I think I love going. What the Lions are doing right now is they're laying their foundation for the future. Yep. And they're not trying to do anything else. They're not overthinking it and saying, again, on the 2022 roster, we need to fill a linebacker need on the outside. They're not doing that. They're saying, what player, what man is going to impact this team long term? Yep. And that's the guy they reached out and that's what they put their investment. Yeah. I I love it. And it's exactly, I mean, what do they always say? You win, you build with the offense line and the defensive line. And I'm sitting here mad that we took, not mad, defensive line. Last year we solidified our offensive line. No question. Next year it's going to be unbelievable if we're healthy. Yep. And we're building our defensive line with last year's draft and now this last year's draft. Last year's draft too. I love and now it. I'm sitting here like, no, this isn't right. We should have done a linebacker or a safety. Or Why am I doing that? Why do I do that to myself? I don't know. I can't help it. This is exactly what a rebuilding team should do is build in the trenches, dominate in the trenches, and then everything else will fall into place. You can hide a decent safety. They might really like Will Harris as a safety. And they're like, we just need to make it easier on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, make it so <laughs> Make it easier so on Okuda. Make it easier on Warrior. Like, their life is getting easier. They didn't have to get any better. It just got easier. And they're getting better. That's the, the hope. And I, I, I got remi- to say it out loud to remind myself because I sit here and get so in-depth holes. Holes, fill here, upgrade linebacker, upgrade safety, upgrade corner. That's not the way to do it. And I should know that. It's just it's hard for me. Right? Well, and all the, all the <laughs> character traits that you, ju- you so lined up. it's hard for him. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, yeah. Well, after this draft, I can't blame the guy. But <laughs> all the character traits that we were talking about earlier, too, I – that's that's just the cherry on top, and that's that's the quote from Brad Holmes, where he's just saying like, 
this guy, when we started watching the film, he just exploded on the film. It was like, whoa, we need to get this guy. And then, and then when you dig into the human being, yep. then it just puts him over the top. And he actually was quoted saying that I would be mad if yeah. we missed out on this guy. Yep. And so that just tells you, like, they were considering, like, what are our options moving up? Not only him, but also the next guy. But but what are the – how do we make sure that we get this guy on our team? And I, again, I just think they are not – they're not short-sighted in this rebuild. They're doing it the right way. Yep. They're keeping the assets that make a difference, like like the Harris resigning, like Tracy Walker. They're getting guys that bought into the system to come back and say, you're part of this team, but then we're going to get the impact guys that also will buy in from day one on this team to help you. I think that's a great word, short-sighted. They're not short-sighted because I feel like previous regimes have always been short-sighted because they haven't fully gone into rebuild mode they never have it since our in our really our lifetime yeah they've had top five picks because they've been bad and this and that but they've never gone into a full rebuild and saying i don't care what we need i don't care what we have this is what we want and they're 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 not being short-sighted about it. they're taking what they want this team to be the identity whether it's you know, good guy or really athletic or all that kind. Of, they don't. They're taking who they want. Well, From, and, and, and I love it. The last time the Lions had any success at all, they did this with a defensive line that was up there with the best of the league at the time. And they their identity was Indomitian Sue, watch out, I'm, I might stomp on you type yep. of attitude. Yep. And and they did it the same year. The next year they got um uh, Nick Fairley. Nick Fairley. And as much as we think he might have been a flop, no, he was part of a really good a defensive really good line. Good yeah, when he was with the Lions for a few years there, he was yep. he was legit. And we had some decent pass rushers go along with it. Some some really you know physical linebackers to go along with it too. Yeah, and we had our identity. We were the number one or two ranked defense yep. in 2014. Yeah. So what are they doing right now? They addressed the interior defensive line last year. Now they're addressing the exterior or the, the edge, edge rushers yep. and potentially inside with a guy like Pascal can do both. Yeah. They're building an identity. And just because there's only two edges in a defensive line doesn't mean you need two edges. You need lots of them. Multiple. You need, lots. You need to rotate them through. Michael, what were you going to say? No, from an outsider's perspective, um, this is where you don't want to see another team do well. And – they're drafting really, really well. They're they're drafting the right spots. They're drafting the right players. <clears throat> I I do believe you know th- this this is this is a long talk. This is a talk for years from now. If the if these players don't pan out, your your Aiden Hutchinsons, your your marquee players on the ends or on the interior, you have a coaching problem. Mm-hmm. The, the these are premier players at their position. They, Aiden Hutchinson is not going to be a bust. I will tell you that. Players like him will not be a bust. I and agree. I think as you progress like through, say, next year's draft, me personally, the way I look at it, if you go defense heavy for the first two to three rounds next year, you're going to have a very, very well-built team for mm-hmm. years to come. And, and, and he's not going to be a bust. No. I agree with that. The talent is, is there. But when he becomes a boss is when you don't help out that type of talent. And they're helping him out by bringing in other pieces that they have to worry about. Interior defensive linemen, with, like they did that last year, they're building that defensive line. So, yeah, you just got the marquee guy, but you also have the supporting cast that we already have. 
you know, when it was Sue, that was all we had. And then you got the supporting cast. That's when you had the elite defense. Yep. It seems like it's built to be elite now. Now, will it take a couple years? Maybe. It might take you a full year, and, and we'll get our feet wet. And this time next year, we're talking about how great this defense could be. But it's there. The talent's there. The quantity's there. The quality. Like, it's all there. It's laid out. And that's the root of your defense. It's going to make everybody else's job easier. I don't, I don't want to drag this out too long, but... What happened when Romeo or Aquara went down with injury week one last year? Was it week one? <laughs> I think, it, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, something. week yeah. one. And then we went, oh man, our pass rush sucks now. It's yep. like, oh, so you're telling me we're 100% dependent on one guy yep. to get pressure on the quarterback? Can't not, do that. Not a spot you can be in. It doesn't work that way. Nope. That's why you don't just go one draft pick and say, we're yep. all set now. Yep. Exactly. So, so I do want to quickly kind of go through the rest of the draft. I'm going to bring out the names, and if you guys could pick out a couple that that you thought was the most interesting, we can. I'm going to talk, talk about a little each bit one about of them. them. Okay. Yep. Well, let's just let's try to make it a little quicker <laughs> I, if we can. Yeah, we, right. we don't need to spend time. So on, let's just go yeah. right. Let's just go right to 97th overall safety, Kirby Joseph. What do you like about him? I like that that uh, he's a playmaker. So he's a former wide receiver athlete uh not maybe not like an incredibly fast athlete or anything like that but his tape definitely shows that he has the ability to be a ball hawk and i that is something that tracy walker is not we know that tracy walker is very versatile but he's not a guy that is just going to sit back and have six seven interceptions by the end of the year and i think a, a guy like kirby joseph i don't think he's maybe necessarily like a week one starter but especially because he's kind of new to the position of safety, but I think it was a great pickup because there's a lot of potential there. And obviously, again, they're playing to the the football player, the yeah. the relentless kind of type of attitude, the ability to play multiple positions or at least have that kind of a mindset and understanding and base uh, and football IQ. Yeah. I like the pick, and and really from the outsider's perspective, all I'm seeing is like this is one of the highest rated draft picks across the board. Doesn't matter yeah. if it's PFF. Uh, DraftKings even, like everybody loved this draft pick. So I, in turn, have to believe that this was a really, really good pick. Also, Brad Holmes was had to hold himself back and talk to everybody around him <laughs> to not trade up for this guy. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. I like so that. He said in the third round, he, he had to sit there and be like, you know, like, again, ah, uh, what do we do? We need to trade up to go get him. Everybody's saying, no, 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 we've we already can't. traded up. <laughs> we can't. But he, he's going to fall. Like, trust the process. He goes, oh, man, I'll, I'll, all right, I'll wait and I'll hold off. And he fell to him, and he was ecstatic about this pick. Yeah. That makes me, again, think that the 32 pick of, of not getting Lewis seen makes sense makes because he work. had somebody in mind to replace him or, or to fill that uh, the need. Yep, and, and you said he doesn't have to be a – or he's – probably not going to be a, a week one starter. He doesn't have to be. We still have, obviously, Tracy Walker. We have Will Harris. They brought in the safety from, what, the Ravens, was it? Yeah, the Ravens. It, am, I, am I right with the Ravens? Yeah, or yeah. It might be a different team. We, we have actually another one, too, and I, I wish I had these names on, on yeah, the top I, of Yeah, I, I should have had that on the sheet here. My bad on that. But um, it'll be interesting to see the way he fits with, the, with this defense because scheme is very important when it comes to safeties, the way they're used. Very important. I think Tracy Walker kind of fits that mold. Like when he's used the way it fits, he's really good. When he's used, when he's not, that doesn't fit his game, he can get exposed and it can be kind of ugly, you know? Um, it'll be interesting to see the way Kirby Joseph gets used. 177th overall tight end, James Mitchell from Virginia Tech. What did you think about him? I think it was important to get a tight end. This type of tight end? I really like this tight end. Okay. He is, he is an overall 
tight end. He he can block. He's not he's not an elite blocker, but he can block. He's a big physical guy, six three, so not super tall, but yeah. but, but big, like two sixty five. Um and then also his receiving talent I think is pretty self evident if you watch some of the tape. He has a lot of one handed catches. Um he he runs really good routes. I think he's kind of slippery. Like he's not if you match him up with a with a linebacker, there's a really good chance that he's gonna get wide open. So I think James Mitchell, uh, he tore his ACL after week two okay. of last season in college. Yep. And I heard from multiple sources that I trust very, very strongly that he had the potential to be the number one overall tight end, end in this yeah. draft if he did not get hurt. To me, I love it. Again, they're I going after that. the guy. They're going after the upside. Yep. All right. So 217th overall. Actually, sorry, 188th overall. Um, I, I don't know how I missed him on my first list here. Um Malcolm Rodriguez, inside or linebacker out of OK State, very athletic, right? The dude just pops. Yeah, when really he plays athletic. the game, he looks a lot like um, who is the guy from Carolina with the the neck pad pad? Keekly. Keekly, yeah. That's Luke. who he look. He reminds me of him. They're just like a big, like chunky, like He's short though, massive, like <laughs> big strong chunky. guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Like just yeah. muscles He's just solid, popping dude. everywhere. Like massive neck. Like this is what it reminded me of. Um, what do you think of, of this pick? I mean, he plays at two hundred forty pounds and he's five foot eleven. The dude, the dude is absolutely jacked. Like what you're saying, <laughs> yeah, it's great uh, neck size, <laughs> really good neck size, very impressive, very chunky neck. <laughs> yes, uh, the the forty yard dash five uh, four five two. So he's got a lot of speed there. Uh, vertical forty inch vertical, hundred twenty inch broad jump. This is a great athlete. Mm. Like what you said, and I, I think the value of this pick is. Really great considering that we were looking for depth at the linebacker position. I think this is a guy that can fall right into place and learn and maybe, you know, not get immediate reps like what we're, we've been saying with the last couple of picks. But depth, but with a lot of upside. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I think it's a great pick. All right. 217th overall, Edge James, the problem, Houston yeah. out of Jackson State. I lo- I. You love this. Love one. this one. So he was originally uh, went to Florida, got into some trouble like most Florida guys do. Um, some credit card scheme um, had some, that he had, had going on. That's had the some urban of the effect. Uh, yeah, <laughs> still lingering in Florida. Uh, no, but uh, then he transferred to Jackson State, which is Dion's team, and absolutely dominated. Put up some incredible numbers. Dominated whatever league that is, whatever conference. I don't know what it is. I don't but, even know. Um, Super but you look help. at you look at the <laughs> <laughs> you, you look at the the film and he's definitely the best guy on, on the field. <laughs> yeah, easily. <laughs> it was it was impressive what he did. Now, how will it translate to the pros? Is obviously a whole another question. I'm assuming they liked something about him. What did you see? What have you heard? I saw the same the same thing that at Jackson State that got him all those sacks. So again, I mean, I I don't know if you said it or not. Sixteen and a half sacks. I mean, that's 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 a big number. Huge production. He wasn't. He was not a defensive end at Florida. He was a linebacker, a middle linebacker. Okay, that was a really really good athlete. But they did not ask him to go get the quarterback like that. So what I saw in his Florida tape was this dude is <laughs> not only not afraid of contact, but he looks for it any chance he gets. Loves it. Yeah, he lights people up, and and like at full speed when the when the other guy is going full speed. So I, I think he is a total like buy-in locker room type of guy to just be 100% football 100% of the time. Um, 
pass rush ability, obviously with those kind of numbers, it's definitely there. Mm-hmm. And and Dion kind of swears by him. Like this yeah. is a legit NFL talent. And I, I'm actually surprised he went this late in the draft. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, from all that I heard, and look, you guys know me with football. It's just, it's foreign to me. I can look at a guy and love it, and it's easy to watch this tape and, and see it. You know, he's got the speed. I wonder what level of speed this is because he's playing at a slower level, and that, that's very interesting to me. But a guy that like this is, it, it just seems like a, a risk worth taking. And special teams guy. If to start and then maybe find his way into a role eventually, that would be great. Um, I don't expect a ton. It just seems like a, 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 a low risk, high reward pick. That I did, there's nobody there that have been like, I'd rather have you someone here. You know what I mean? It's just kind of a, a take it, take a risk on a guy. You know? I it, think I think the versatility too, though. Like he, this is a middle linebacker that now rushes the quarterback. I mean, he's he's. You might call him a tweener, yeah. but to me, he's every he's the opposite of of. Uh, sorry, previous traffic, um, Pascal. Yeah, he's the opposite of Pascal. Pascal's a tweener be- between the interior line and edge and edge, and now we have an, uh, a tweener between pass rusher and and linebacker. linebacker. I think we're just building our depth and, and overall versatility of how this defense could look. You cannot have enough versatile guys in the defense that can, if you're asked to come around the edge, great. If you're asked to come up that A-gap and just kill the quarterback, that's a guy that can do it. These NFL teams don't want your prototypical 90s position players yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's not that anymore it's at all. It's all about versatility. It's right. about speed. And honestly, there is nothing wrong with Drafting someone, especially at 217th overall, from a place like Jackson State, you you don't have to draft guys from Power Five schools to get playmakers. You got guys going from GVSU just down the street. Yep. Matt, Matt Judon. Yeah, he's he's a premier defensive back. Yep, defensive back isn't he? Linebacker. Uh, edge. Edge. Edge guy. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, but you don't have to have that Power Five guy, especially at 217th overall. Yeah, You're completely. going to get playmakers. Yeah, but he was. And that's the other part of this is this is a he Florida a guy. He doesn't have he doesn't have that school name. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. But he left Florida because he he didn't think they were utilizing him to the best of his abilities. I love it. That's like betting on yourself and just saying like, mm, "I'm sorry, I'm better than this. Screw you. I'm going to go somewhere else where yeah. where I can prove it." And it's it. not like Jackson State's not getting talent. They just got the number one overall recruit, didn't they? Yeah, Travis Hunter. So it's like, I mean, yeah, I mean, th- like this uh Jack or the 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 problem is not that talented of a guy like that we're seeing like that. But that doesn't mean just because he's playing for Jackson State doesn't mean he's not talented. That's that that's I think the right. the key to that. And um it'll be interesting. He'll it'll he'll be fun to watch on hard knocks. Like oh, a yeah. lot of these personalities and these football all of guys, these guys are oh, I can't wait for yeah. that. It's going to be so much fun. I, um, I have nothing really to say about Chase Lucas, 237th the, overall. The pick. cornerback. Gotta, yeah, yep. the corner out you of you got to take a cornerback um, and take a flyer. I don't know much about him. I heard, I heard some people like bashing that pick, like, we did not need cornerback. I'm just like, lay off, seventh round. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, really like, wanted, we just crushed every other pick and we're <laughs> really just going to complain. somebody else there. Okay, cool. <laughs> really man. like the guy out of Eastern. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, one thing uh, you wish you would have. That the, this Lions would have walked away with, not necessarily outside of like saying I would rather person A over 
you know, the problem or something like that, but is there a, per, a position or even a player that's like felt like that that was a miss, that was an opportunity? Let's start with position. Is there a position that you would have liked? Because I, I have one in mind. It was a game-changing linebacker. You know, I I feel like it was the, the filling a hole type thing. I don't like our linebacking core. I think it's decent, but I think the we had our answers last year with what Anzalone is. Um, I don't think Derek Barnes is the game changer that we need. Jared Davis is not a game changing linebacker. They are pieces to a linebacking core. I feel like this defense needs a guy, the guy. You know what I mean? That's what so, I was saying so about next year's draft. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. Will ha- Will yeah. Anderson? Yeah, yeah. Come on. Go, name? Get, go, go get him, yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Screw quarterback. We don't need one. Just have, just get another running back. I, I wish, I wish I had a better answer for you because. Score. Really, really, to me, it's it's more like I kind of wish that we could have squeezed in uh, Hassan Haskins because I like him, or a Connor Hayward because I like him. Like yeah. Connor Hayward to me would have been an amazing fit in Detroit. Yeah. With Dan Campbell. Oh what yeah. About even with Kabinda in there. Is that his name? The guy. Yeah, Penn yeah. State? No, yeah. I, I don't. I don't dislike Kabinda. I just think uh, Connor Hayward would have been would have been fun because uh, of the local presence and everything else. Now, how do you think that Pittsburgh is going to utilize him? Do you think they're going to have him play both sides of the ball and get crazy crazy utilization out of him? I think they're going to make him as versatile as you can get between being a tight end and fullback and just like being unpredictable in that way. I think I think that's what they're going to do. Um, yeah. And he has some skills. And when he gets the ball in his hand, especially at the size he is now, like he surprises guys. And I don't think that's going to slow down in the NFL. I think he's he's definitely going to carve out a role in the league. And he, I think he's going to stick around for a long time. All right. Um, but I don't know. The, the fact that the Lions went five rounds without thinking Sam Howell was, was worth taking just, to me, feels – like it solidifies in my mind that he legitimately was not worth taking, but there's a part of me that just I wonders. I wonder because I really do kind of buy into the chaos of Sam Howell in a way, mm-hmm. and I think he's better than people think he is, and that's my own that like I, it's gonna be hard for me to let that go. Yeah, it, until he's like a a perennial backup. I don't it's know. funny because I think that's a very interesting one is the Sam Howell thing because. You know, it screamed Justin Herbert, you know. Like, the more he stayed in college, the more he hurt his stock. And people started falling off. And what did Herbert go, like, eight or something like that? Like, seven. And it felt like a fall. (laughs) And it was like, oh, well, same how Well, he just continued to fall and fall and fall. It's like, all right, there's more to it than what even film could tell us. You know what I mean? And a pro day can tell us. They, They left that place being like, yeah, this guy's nowhere near what we want. Yeah, they just didn't now, want him. can he turn into something? Maybe, and it'll be interesting. I don't think he's the next Tom Brady that's going to surprise the league and be like, nope, I'm actually really good. Um, where where did he go? I don't. I actually have that on the, the next sheet, I believe. Uh, fifth round. I have the list of quarterbacks. Commanders. Yeah. Um. So he's not going to be a starter by any means, but yeah. but he's going to be part of that mix, probably third string. Yep, real quick before we turn the page from the, the Lions, the other position, the other thing that I feel like we missed out on is a running back. I always think you have all these picks, and it's probably more of a when you're not trading up scenario in, or a trading back scenario and you can add a couple. Of, I don't like going a full draft without taking a running back because I feel like they're the type of player that's just like, 
like take one late and he could turn into something or he could get cut and he's gone. But what it is, and, and I think this is me, is it's Jamar Jefferson effect. It is the Josh Reynolds effect. It is the they like those guys that they they think they already have. They don't need a flyer because they feel like they already have that flyer with Reynolds or Jamar Jefferson yep. from last year. And I think that's the one thing that's kind of helping it, helping that that feeling. But, again, I like taking running back. And I would have loved to take Hassan, Hassan, Hassan Haskins. Yeah, I just because we, we love that guy. So. And I think he would have been a really good fit. I also was interested in taking Kenneth Walker if he fell to 46. That was a question for me. Yeah. When <laughs> when did he go? Like right before 42? I think he went 42, yeah. 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 Um, Tennessee's duo at running back? Yeah. 41. Was it 41? Me? Um, all right, real quick, some expert grades. Lions overall had the fifth best GPA, if you will, um, behind the Jets, Ravens, Eagles, and Chiefs. Um, everybody else, I, the Ravens were the only one in that that didn't have multiple first round picks. I think the Jets had two. Actually, traded up to a third first round pick. So, of course, they're going to have a really good grade. Eagles uh, had those three first round picks heading in. I don't know. I think they traded a couple and got a lot of going yeah. on, but they had a good draft, too, I think, for. I mean, who'd the Jets take early? They took uh, they took the corner Sauce Gardner, and then and they, they took a wide Kyle, out wild uh, um, uh, Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then they traded back up for. Did they get Kyle Hamilton? <coughs> no, Baltimore did. Baltimore did. I'll let you know in a second. So Baltimore got a Jabo and Kyle Hamilton. Uh, they they did they did a good job. I like I like they that. they did good for what people expect them to be. You know what I mean? And fit with them. Yeah. Well, you know? well, they have they have the luxury. Like yeah. eventually, with all these draft they have picks, the benefit of the, of the doubt. Eventually, the yeah. Lions are going to look at and say, "Oh, you know what? We can actually take the best safety on the board at this point." Yeah, like the right? Patriots said, taking that guard. Yeah, I think <laughs> they crush it. Or the Bears taking, uh, the Bears taking. Uh, don't remember any. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I so, don't remember any. <laughs> so the Jets traded back up to get Jermaine Johnson. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, he that was, was a good pick. Yeah, that was a good pick. And you know who they took in the second round? They took Brees Hall. That's another good pick. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they, they did, did a good, good job. job. They did a good job. They did a good job. job for what they needed, too. Like, they needed a lot of talent. But what they did is, if you look at, like, Jermaine Johnson versus Aiden, I'm going to take Aiden all day. If yep. you look at Jameson Williams versus Garrett Wilson, I'm taking Jameson, Jameson Williams, Williams all day. Yep. So if you're comparing those kind of like apples to apples comparison, yeah. I really I still like what the Lions did. I, I get the you know they then got Priest Hall and and some others, but I like it. So I mean we've seen high grades before for the Lions. It's it's not new, but this one feels different. Yeah, you got the high end talent with potentially the two best players in the draft. Let's just say what it is. So you can just we got the two best players in the draft, and I'm gonna yeah. run with that. Three or four. You guys go with that. Pascal's probably <laughs> third Pascal's probably third. Yeah, <laughs> Do you're, it. you're right. And and. Look, the grades are up there, and it's really going to come down to how how well will the mid round picks that they got in be like? Are they truly starters in the NFL? We're going to learn that, and that's when this draft becomes. Look, I'm not, I don't get big into grades, I really don't. But when people Gotta are saying good things, when people are saying good things, I do get a little little movement. You know, <laughs> I do like it. It, it makes me to feel something. <laughs> little, <laughs> makes me <laughs> makes me feel a little better, you know. Um, but one thing I think this draft screen for the Lions is athletic character guys. I love it. It's exactly what a building team should be. You're getting in guys that are going to be here because they love football. They're very athletic and can play the game very well. If you look know, at if you look at like other teams, Giants last year, Kadarius Tony, they go get some guy that all of us loved. 
who's already like requesting to be traded after one year with the <laughs> right? team. That uh. like let's stop pretending that we know everything about these guys and just appreciate a regime that's looking into the character of the players that they're drafting. I I 100% support that. From the Red Wings to Michigan State, we're talking about it. This is State of My Sports. So I did want to talk a little bit about a little bit more about the draft here. No, nothing too crazy. I think we can move through it pretty quick, but I didn't want to talk about um, where where the um, Michigan guys, you know, state of Michigan guys landed, and who we think who who we think is going to be a good fit and, and just really good pickup for that team, and, and going to be fun to watch um, go out uh, go into the league. Obviously, Aiden Hodgson went to the Lions. That's going to be interesting. Daxon Hill went to the Bengals at thirty one. Another first round pick. It's a good. Pick it's a good pickup for them. Very important, I think the way that they can utilize him and kind of move him around the field and just be kind of a playmaker will be Jack it's going to be a good, a, good, a good fit for him. Um, Kenneth Walker to the Seahawks. What do you guys think about that one? I think <laughs> it depends on how well their offensive line performs, yeah. but I, I think Kenneth Walker is still going to be a good pickup. They've needed a running back. I feel like it's been such a revolving door for Seattle and their mm-hmm. running backs, and I think Kenneth Walker is going to be there to stay for a while. It's been like Chris Carson and, and like – who. I don't know. They, Thomas Rolls. And yeah, and like, like a Penny. Yeah, Richard Penny yeah, for Richard a Penny. little bit. But, but that's it. It's been like 12 years of that, I feel yeah. like. <laughs> yep. It's weird because they, they came off some really good running backs. I agree. I think for th- from their point of view, great pickup. It kind of solidifies the position. We'll see what this offense looks like, you know, without Russell Wilson. interesting. Definitely different. Yeah. I almost – I was a little surprised that they spent – such a high-end pick on a running back in the position they're in right now. Yeah, I I agree with that. Because by the time they're ready to win, where is he going to be on contract? Where is he going to be with tread? Somewhere else. It's all interesting. Or just on a different team. Yeah. It it was a very interesting pick. A little earlier than I thought for a running back, especially for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, David Ajabo reunited with McDonald in um, Baltimore. Really happy for him. Really happy for him. Glad. I mean, he didn't fall as much as I thought he was going to. So 45th overall. Um, with the Achilles, obviously, good for him, right? I mean, that's really all we can say, and hopefully he gets healthy, and, and he'll probably be a really good fit there if he can get healthy and doesn't lose that first step. Yeah, go check out our Facebook. We actually put that call up on our Facebook page. Oh, job, oh, call? Oh, the, the oh really? The actual behind-the-scenes call, yeah. Nice. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, awesome. Um, next for uh, 54th overall out of Western Michigan, Sky Moore. Went to the Kansas City Chiefs. What a great fit. This is yep. part of why they're so high up on the on the pick, I think. Because, yeah, they got rid of Tyreek Hill. And, look, Sky Moore is not Tyreek Hill. I'm not going to say that. But he kind of fills that same mold. And if it translates well, they're going to really like what they got out of this kid. Well, what they got is at least top three uh, – slot wide receiver in the draft like pure slot wide receiver mm-hmm. he's physical he catches everything I, he get he has enough burst and speed to get open anytime he wants it seems like and i it, the contested catch for a guy his size is is literally crazy so i think the chiefs and mahomes they're gonna love him great uh, fit. next 57th overall luke bodek um went to tampa bay offensive guard out of central i I'd, is it bodecky or is it bodek uh it might be bodecky oh um either way i don't know either way Never heard of the guy. Yeah, good for him. I mean, that's impressive. Really surprised he went ahead of Bernard Raymond. Yeah, who went 77th overall to – oh, shoot, I didn't put who who he went to. Sorry gotcha. about that. 
Um, Colts. Colts. Yes, that's right. Um, really like him. I think that's a steal for them. And the way that their offensive line already is, is solid, like he can kind of learn, learn the ropes, not be thrown to the wolves, and he's going to be good. I, I really like him. I do too. I was hoping that Lions could take a flyer on him and make him a guard. Both these guys really athletic. I, I like I like the fit in the NFL. They're, I think, better NFLers than in college. Um, offense side of the ball, you had Hassan Haskins going to the Titans. It'll be fun to see him um, kind of spell, um, oh, my gosh, Derrick Henry, Henry a bit. Um, huh. <laughs> that that one will be interesting. Now, who who is the running back for the for Michigan that kind of came out that we loved, and like Karan Higdon? Yeah, Higdon. It kind of feels the similar. Haskins way better, Texans. I would say. But then Excellent. he just kind of he got signed and then was released. Never got a sniff. I feel like it's gonna be a little different with Haskins here. He's gonna get a chance yeah. in this league. I'm interested to see how much of a chance he'll get with with um. Um, Henry in front of him, but he's also a guy that they're going to start handling with kid gloves maybe or just completely run him to the ground and move on from him pretty quickly too because that's what you do with running backs, you know? It's it's going to be an interesting We've seen running back dynamic injuries. with Titans. 100%. You don't, you don't have to feed Derrick Henry the ball 99% of the time. You, you have a two-headed juggernaut yeah. in the two of them. Um, 191 overall, Jalen Naylor went to the Vikings. Jarrett was excited about this pick. I don't know if it was for anything other than he was a Spartan. I, I don't see Start how it fits with with. Oh yeah, um, I don't see how he fits in this league. I don't. I, it, it it blew my mind that he went out when he did. He didn't perform that well at the combine. It, it was very interesting to me. I think he's a better football player than than he looked in this year. Than you're giving him credit for. Yeah, right now. He, he 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 probably is. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's a game changer. He's not anything. Like that, but uh, if the Vikings liked his character and some yeah. other things, then yeah, yeah. I'll, more power to you. He also can play special teams. So, um, offense lineman out of Michigan, at number two forty-five overall. Sorry, I didn't say Connor Hayward. Connor the Hayward Steelers. Steelers. We already talked about that a little bit. Big fan of him. Um, hundred two hundred forty-fifth overall, Andrew Stuber out of the Michigan. I like him too. I went to the Patriots. That's, that seems it's like a, a decent pickup. Pick. He's a big dude. Um, and then. Move. Uh, offensive tackle out of Michigan State, A.J. Curry uh, was picked by the Rams, 261 overall. It's the second-to-last pick I don't know him in the draft. All. No idea. Yeah. Um, some free agent signings. Brad Hawkins went to Atlanta. Khalil Pimpleton, who's the wide receiver out of Central, uh, is with Detroit. Um, Vincent Gray went to the Saints. Donovan Jeter, the Steelers. Jacob Panasuk, the football team, or whatever they're called now, the Commanders. <laughs> um, and so. Chris Hinton to the Giants. Oh, did he go to the Giants? Yes, he did. Nice. Cool. Yeah, that's too bad he didn't get drafted. Real quick, Panishuk yeah. too though. Like Vincent moving, Gray. I don't we're, know. We're continuing to move pretty well here, but I did want to talk about um, some interesting falls. The Kobe Dean, eighty-third overall, Ryan. I don't think that you're surprised about that one. Maybe how far he fell is a little bit of a surprise. I'm surprised he went as far as he did. Yeah. I kind of predicted. But he a was lot of fall. injuries. Uh, undersized seemed to catch up with him. Um, George Pickens, the eleventh wide receiver off the board. What did you think of that? A little surprised too. I thought maybe the NFL would be high on on the, his makeup. I guess yeah. just his size, his speed combination. That usually is kind of a deadly combination in the NFL. But we might be looking more at uh, NFL teams valuing separation and getting open with the Tyreek Hill contracts and some of the other guys that have have gone. Mm-hmm. So maybe a little less of reliance on on uh, contested catch. But with that said, Drake London goes first wide receiver off the board yeah he's a hundred percent a contested catch guy so i don't know 
Um, quarterbacks in general. Malik Willis fell to what? Sorry. 86th overall. First quarterback was 20th overall, Kenny Pickett. That was interesting. 74th was the next one, Desmond Ritter. Ah, 86th, Malik Gross. Willis. 94th, Matt Corral. These quarterbacks were not taken nearly high than what we no. expected. Like, mm-hmm. we were expecting a few to go in the first round. At least that's what they were telling us. I'm not saying these guys fell. I'm thinking it started to unfold the way that the league actually thought about these guys. What are you saying? Mel Kuyper's full of crap? <laughs> He's full of something. <laughs> <laughs> Not the COVID vaccine I heard. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't hear that. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't in the uh, at the draft because he doesn't get vaccinated. Oh, really? So, yeah. yeah. Um, because his doctor told him he can't because of some other underlying issues. Allegedly, He's got but, some other um, crap. What would you think about Bailey Zappi going over Sam Howell? Uh, that was interesting, right? Shocking. Yeah, really <laughs> shocking. But, like, Patriots, do you expect anything else? Yeah, that's like, true. What are they doing? Why are they drafting Bailey Zappi? I'll take... <laughs> What are they doing? Yeah, why? <laughs> I don't understand so that. Uh, they've they've gone to literally the smartest people in the room all the time to yeah. now they're just pretending like we've said. They're just they're every trying every to pick it seems like they're trying to get the fourth round Tom Brady in the first round now. Mm-hmm. It's like, the, but you got him in the sixth, fourth, sixth round, whatever it was. Like, it was Cole Strange who was their first. Cole pick. Strange. What a Cole strange, strange yeah, strange pick. pick. Yeah, not reach, but yeah, strange I, pick. I, I going back to the quarterbacks, Malik Willis to the Titans. I think is a great situation if he ever gets playing time. Yeah, what a what a perfect spot to be in where the offense revolves around the running game and power offense when you yourself are kind of a power runner as well. So he could take the pressure off of Derrick Henry. You could take the pressure off of him, uh, and then you know they don't rely on their quarterback too much to throw the ball to make their offense tick. And mm. I think that's a great spot for him. I also really like Matt Corral, his chances of getting playing time early with the Panthers in the third round. Very good value pick there. What do you Oh man, I am sorry. I didn't <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. What what are you gonna say? So what do you think about what Tannehill said about Malik Willis? He said, I don't think it's my job to mentor him. If he learns from me along the way, that's a great thing. That's it. I love it. A lot of things were taken out of context today about that. I love that. I, I think that's how I would want to do it. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> right. He's right. not done I'd be yet. Like, Screw right. you. Agreed. Yeah. If it's craft beer in Michigan sports, we may not be the authority, but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. Hot, hot! This is State of My Sports. For our betting hero topic, what we're going to do is we're going to do our NHL mock draft. Oh, I really should have got the NHL on ESPN music for this. Just do like really draft music or something. Should I? Yeah, let's do something. Well, real quick, let's explain betting hero. Bettinghero.com is the broker of all betting sport, betting sports sports betting sites. Heroes. Heroes. Bettinghero.com. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Um, promo code MIBETS. Put it in. Sign up. What they'll do is they'll lay out all of the best promotions available that are in the sports betting world um, for you. you got the DraftKings, FanDuel, Dra- BetMGM. Anything legal in the state of Michigan, yeah, right? Even exactly. the small guys that you don't, you're not aware of. Yep. They'll give you the best promo available. You'll get a free bet, all that good stuff. It's all laid out for you. It's very simple. It's like a um, it supports bag. us, which is cool. Appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, get into it. In a bit, or actually, we're getting into it now. I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's get into uh, nope. drafting NHL playoff teams. 
You guys want this one or the prime music? We'll just yeah, this is one. good. All right. Just leave it. College football music for the NHL draft. All right. Anyways, we got us three. Um, is Ryan. It, is it hitting loud or no? Is it? My headphones it is. Doesn't look like it. Like it. Hold on. Everybody quiet. Let's just listen. Yeah, I think we're good. I think we're all right, Ryan. Thanks for doing that. <laughs> Anyways. Ryan right. wanted some more air time. I didn't want to go over some of the odds, and then we'll do our draft. Um, you got the Florida Panthers at plus 242. So I'm, I'm going to talk about the east and then the west. Um, so you got the east, two, plus 242. Toronto Maple Leafs next at plus 470. Tampa Bay Lightning, plus 536. The Hurricanes, plus 545. That one's very interesting. I love the way they play. Um, surprised they're that low, but I get it. Um, Bruins, plus 789. Rangers, plus 806. Penguins, 890. Washington Capitals plus 1,700, who just won game one against Florida. Very interesting. Um, on the west side, you got the Avs plus 114. Flames plus 302. Edmonton Oilers plus 638. Wild 800. Blues 1,000. Kings 2,200. Stars 24. Nashville 2,900. So, if that means wait, anything Florida, to you guys. Wait, Florida is good? Florida is very good. <laughs> They're the best team in the league this year. Who, who are who's on their team? Who's Some the players. best player on their Dude, team? Honestly, I couldn't tell you. Their goalie's a stud. Bob Barofsky's really solid. Uh, not tonight, but yeah. They were they, one goal away from the over, and I'm not happy about it. They losing? <laughs> they lost. They yeah. lost. They lost. Okay, so that's information I could use. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Again, who did they lose to? <laughs> Washington. <laughs> of course they did. All I right. knew that. So we'll just go in this order. You guys go with that. Ryan, you start us off. Time to bring your picks in. First pick. All right, with my number one overall pick, I am taking Colorado Avalanche. Dang, yeah, but why? Why do you got to do that? I just knew you wanted them. <laughs> no, I know hockey, and I just, <laughs> I just want to get the best team. Uh, that's a real good pick, uh, Micah. Pick is in. I'm going to dip a little, and I really don't care. Give me Tampa. Sounds so much better. <laughs> Tampa. Tampa. Yep. Wow. Jarrett's favorite team this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll change <laughs> next year. Don't worry. Who's winning that series right now? Uh, Toronto is, actually. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I like the winner of that series, honestly. So, my pick's in. Who are you going to pick? I'm going to go Toronto. Yes. Thank you. And then they, my next pick's in. They have that really good score, right? Matthews? Yeah. He scored two yesterday. Dang. Lightning. I'm going to go with? He, he's lightning. <laughs> ah, go for it. The Panthers, even though they're down one nothing. Oh. All right, all right, all right. All right, so your pick's in, I take it? Yep, pick's in. I'll take Calgary. Please and thank you. Cal Dang. Cal Gary. Sounds like a I redneck. Yep. Hey Cal! Hey, Cal Gary! Th this isn't this isn't <laughs> a knock Gary, on your here. pick, but I I cannot trust Toronto. I can't do it. But you can trust Calgary? I <laughs> Toronto has proven to me year after year they just have a problem yeah, come this time of year. I figured if I mean it, taking them just to win a series is, is enough, no, right? Hundred percent. But 
I can't do it. I'm glad you picked them. I love the stat that's like <laughs> Toronto and the Atlanta Thrashers have the same first or like <laughs> playoff round victories in oh the last gosh. 20 years. Something like that's so funny. What city <laughs> are the Thrashers? Atlanta. Okay. They were in Atlanta. <laughs> they are not Used anymore, though. Oh, or okay, now they okay. are in Winnipeg. It's a great hockey city, Atlanta. Just uh, reviewing my options here. You s- yeah, you have a lot. All right, my pick is in. You guys are going to hate me for these picks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with the uh, Carolina. That's a good pick. Uh, the next pick. Good pick. I really like I really like the Hurricanes and I really like their coach. I like Rod Rod Brindamore as a coach. That's who the Red Wings need to find is somebody like that. They uh they started the league or the year off as like the number one team for a long time too, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they were. They were very number good. one. Yep. Even uh, though we got their goalie. All right. Steal. Next pick is in. Uh, a little too early. Wish you wouldn't have started the clock. I'm going. Oof. This pick is a shout out to my buddy Kevin. For whatever freaking crazy reason, he's a New York Rangers fan. I'm taking the Rangers. <laughs> like, that's just dumb. He's a Rangers <laughs> and Niners fan. Yeah, what a weirdo. <laughs> All right, Micah. All right, pick us in. Give me Edmonton, please. Dang it. Yeah, should have gone that. Nah, I got my Rangers. Alrighty. I got back-to-back picks here, and there's no way in. You know what? I'm taking anyone else out of these. I'm not taking Boston. I'm not taking Pittsburgh, and I'm not taking Washington. Period. End of story. Good to know. I'm not taking Minnesota. Unless they change goalies, then I'd be all right with that. <laughs> Wait, who's their goalie? Flurry. Oh, okay. He let in four yesterday. Love the, it. The flower. Three, I don't remember. Yeah, the flower. Oh, the flower is blooming. The greatest goalie of all time. Gosh, I hate people that like him. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. My picks are in. St. Louis Blues. Dang, nab it. My other Good picks pick. in. Good pick. Kings, really? The Kings. Are you serious? Someone else is going to take the other teams that I hate so much. Oh, darn it. <laughs> ah, thanks a lot. I don't mind doing thanks that. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the idiot that takes the bad teams. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Micah. Uh, pick us in. <laughs> pick us in anyways. <laughs> I'm trying to get, get under 145. No, I, I, I get it. I get it. Give me... Dang, damn it. Oh, give me Minnesota, I guess. Wow. All right. Yep. Oh, <laughs> well, okay. you only get one. I don't know why I did two. <laughs> My bad. Do I only get one pick here? Unless, do you guys want to fill it out, the rest of it, and I'll take one more? Yeah, why not? Yeah. All right. Uh, Pittsburgh. Give me them. Did they win tonight? Mm, I don't believe so. No. Oh, Do I need to answer this or no? Um, and then uh, my other pick is in. They're actually in overtime, which I don't know why we're not watching that. Yeah, I thought we would be watching something. That's in a overtime. sin. You're not watching it. Uh, what was, who was taken? I don't know who's left. Who's <laughs> left? Uh, Nashville's Dallas, left. Nashville, Washington, Boston. Boston. Um, I'll take. Uh, I took Carolina, so I might as well take Boston just to hedge my bet there. 
Boston. All right. My pick is in. Ugh. Give me Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was already taken. Yeah, I took him. Oh, Washington. There you go. Dang that. I hate Didn't they that win? Pick. Didn't they win? Yeah. yeah, they won. I don't care if they won on the first game. You I could care less. I guess I'm taking the Predators. Started out talking Predators. Nice. And in talking Predators. So Dallas predator. is the only team not taken? I thought I took Dallas. Dallas still available? I think so. I think oh, they're that. the only team on taken. Is that going to be no, Kyle I'm, I'm and John's picked. lone team? One, I'm going to take the Stars over the Predators. Sorry. I had them cross out for some reason. 16, 3, yeah. Yep. 15, yeah. And then John gets the Predators. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> we took five. We should just give him our last picks, but whatever. <laughs> He'll probably win using that. Yeah, he probably will. Is Colorado really up five to nothing in the I first period? I think so because I took them. Whoa. Holy smokes. Yeah. Is that the game we took still time, boys. And it's on ESPNU for a university. That makes sense. Ah, yeah. Classic ESPN. Well, they just got to have them all on ESPN. This game, this is the game that's going late. That's why, guys. Come on. Yeah. Happens okay. everywhere. All right. Come on. Don't hate on it. All right. Come, come on. That's a good episode. Well, we got to do a beer grades. That, that draft talk was a lot of fun, though. Like, uh, Well I, done. Yeah. I think it was, I don't know. We covered every single one. I, Probably I went a little really too long. I really excited talking about that. Okay, well, you don't need to get all personal on us. <laughs> Why the table's sitting lopsided? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thought that leg was falling off, but it's just an extra leg. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a kickstand. More like a foot. <laughs> um, all right, let's go. <laughs> all right, let's get into our beer grades. What do we drink today, guys? Remind everybody what we're drinking and from where. Mikey, go ahead. From Brewery Vivant, we're, bring, we're drinking Vivant. spring Slejon. Slejon. No, Saison. <laughs> Boysenberry, lemon, and lavender. It, it just it described the entire beer right there. The Saison with all those flavors in it. It's it's a great spring and summer beer. I would I would go back to the shelf and grab this. No problem. Same. Again. It's it's a really light beer. It's a very very tasty beer. Um, nothing's too potent. You know how you. There's nothing wrong with those types of beers where you have very flavor-forward type beers. Those are fun. They're they're really nice, but this is a well-balanced beer. A lot of nice flavors that complement each other. No, I, I agree completely. What was the who did that margarita beer? You remember the margarita beer? Was that Big Lake that did the like a margarita inspired I, I don't beer? Actually know. That's what don't it reminds remember. me of, like a, a the the citrusy margarita flavor that's in there. I don't know. I like it. I feel like the the boysenberry gives it the like the tart flavor to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. The lemon gives it like the freshness yeah. to it, and then the lavender is like the aromas, aromas the smell, calming. and it works yeah. so good. It, it's a great it's, combination. There's been a couple that lately that we had with with lavender. I forget what the other one was. Yeah, was it? Uh, I think it was the hops, wasn't it? I think it was um, Arvon. I don't know if we did it on the podcast. Oh, or not. okay, yeah. But man, yeah, yeah we did that. It was yeah. so good. I love the lavender right now in the in the beer. It's uh, so good. It's got another freshness type of thing yep. too, but it but it's a lot of it is the smell and just like preparation of mm-hmm. the drink. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with a really high grade with this one. I'm gonna go with a eight point six. Ooh. You almost took my number. Yeah, this is solid. Go ahead. 
Uh, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Dang, I was going to go 8.3, but I feel like I'm too low now. No, 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 you should stick with that grade. I'll give it an 8.3, but... But the truth is, like, if I'm gonna grab this, if I'm gonna compare this to other eight threes, I think I would prefer yeah. this all day. That mm-hmm. would be really fun to find like old grades and compare similar grades to each other, like to almost, the, like yeah. that same beer. Almost like a draft. So it's like, out all right, of it. yeah, I had seven eight threes. Now I'm gonna put all eight threes and drink them all and like try. It. Oh, Boom, be do it. That'd be a lot of fun. That would be a lot. Eight sounds like a probably, lot of work. Eight threes probably count. Uh, uh, like a <laughs> popular most pick. popular pick. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, it was there, right? Not my style, but it was really good for what it is. A <laughs> three. Not my style. A three. <laughs> Freaking three. <laughs> uh, that was episode 180, 155. Post draft. 155. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Thank you guys for watching. You're Thank welcome. you guys for recording. You're Appreciate welcome. it. Well, we'll talk to you next week from the hops, if not sooner. Peace. You've been listening to State of My Sports. From the Red Wings to the Lions, to the Tigers, to the Pistons, to Michigan and Michigan State, and everything in between, we're talking about it. And don't forget the beer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, look up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an M-I. We'll see you next time.